Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. My name is Promise, and we are so glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I thank you for today, Lord. I thank you for making us pure, Lord, and showing us ways we can be more like you, Lord, and that we can exhibit your character and nature. And Lord, I also just thank you for putting people inside of our lives, Lord, to encourage us to go further and deeper inside of you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Jesus Almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. So glad to have you with us and just excited to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say. I'll say through us, but in his and through the, his word, the written word in First Thessalonians today. So uh, this morning we are continuing. We're in chapter four, but continuing our discussion on verses nine through 12. So. If you're joining us for the first time or rejoining us, I just want to encourage you to go ahead and pause the episode and just take a a moment to read through that section of scripture to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And at this time, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. So um, to... To start this off in the last episode, I wanted to talk about the quietness of life and what the Lord was um, expecting from us and asking us to do. And I just want to take a moment and read Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. And it says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with um, sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. I just want to stop right there for a second and you know, looking at what we're reading in First Thessalonians and what Paul is writing about concerning the Thessalonians and how to live an orderly life, it can be, um, I wouldn't say disillusioning per se, but it kind of makes you wonder when you read the scripture and hear Paul is saying, live a quiet life. But if you look at like American culture, the celebrities are all about parties on yachts. They're all about the next big gig, um, the next music tour or concert or going to these parties and how much mommy says, quote unquote, fun. I'm making air quotes like mommy does. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all about doing something. And when, you know, when the Lord just sat me down to, to look at it, it's, it's just noise. It's just noise. Mm-hmm. There's no peace to it. There's no shalom. There's no quiet. It's just doing stuff just to do it. And it doesn't actually produce anything. It's almost like putting a hamster on his little running wheel. He eats mm-hmm. a lot of food and then he runs. You hope he slims out, but because he eats so much hamster kibble, he's still round and plump. He <laughs> never really goes anywhere. Mm-hmm. And the so it's kind of like, okay, Lord, what are you 
you're saying lead a quiet life, but what everybody else is trying to convince you is you need all the parties and the drunkenness and the revelries. Mm -hmm. And it seems like for what the adversary will try to have you believe is that the Lord is doing things backwards, as you said, mommy, but really the Lord is doing things frontwards and we're looking at it backwards. Mm -hmm. We're looking at what God created through a mirror reflection. So it looks like, like if he spelt your name on a piece of paper and you held it up to the mirror, it looks backwards when you read it through the mirror, Mm -hmm. but you, you spelt it right front ways on the paper so the lord the bible would be his what he set up the front way but if you're looking at it through a reflection of the mirror it's going to look backwards to you same ways if you're looking at the lord and what he's doing through the eyes and the perspective of i know better or the world is right then what god says and what he's asking you to do is going to look wrong when actually he's the one who is true he's the one who's straight and has all his facts in order it's the rest of us who are backwards so looking at the coming back to thessalonians and looking about the quiet life it doesn't mean you're not doing anything as i said it's not about whether you're doing stuff or not doing stuff but it's only considered quiet when you're doing what god asked you to do there's where the shalom is there's where the peace is there's where the wholeness and the soundness it comes from and is generated in and only in the presence and in the path of the Lord. You can't find it anywhere else, which is why things look the way they do in America or any given country where there is lawlessness and people rejecting, despising the word of the Lord, as we you know, read in Second um, Timothy. That's why we see those things. So it's important for us that as we're coming to the end of time, we're just whether it's the end of days or our end of days that we are walking circumspectly because there is an end, whether it be the the finale or just your finale, you want to make sure that you have done everything that God asked you to do because there is an account for that. And Paul is really stressing that here. Okay. It's great that you have this faith. It's great that now that you know how to engage with your brothers and sisters and those who are not yet part of the body, Now let's go a step further and we're going to read later in chapter four when he gets into the coming of the Lord in that day and how that correlates to how who we are today and who we choose to be in the future and continuing that forward. Mm -hmm. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Uh, Thank you for bringing up the the aspect that we oftentimes have it backwards. Right. Because it's very true. And unless we align with him, we only have it backwards. He's the only one going the right direction. Exactly. Uh, And I love this in verse 11. In aspire, right? Aspire to lead a quiet or lead or live a quiet life, right? Yes. Um, Aspire means what exactly? Strive, purpose, aim for. Exactly. Aim for, right? Diligently, like you're aggressively going after after this thing right now what are you going after really it's the fruit of the spirit and and you can look at a, a number of different things all right and that by the fruit of the spirit i mean all nine um of the components of the fruit of the spirit which ultimately is to be pleasing to the lord right that he's yes. pleased with you and you know paul talks about this is with aim, right? I aim to be pleasing to the Lord. He encourages others in Corinthians, aim to be pleasing to the Lord. And he talks about to the Romans, I aim to preach the gospel, right? Yes. And where do you aim to preach the gospel to? To those that weren't 
believers that were not yet believers, not just going and preaching to those that are already saved. He's like, I aim to go do this, to live this life, to, to demonstrate and, and so demonstrate the gospel, demonstrate his walk of faith, standing in faith, but also, also using words to share the gospel to them. But the quiet life is, is yes, first and foremost about pleasing to the Lord. And, and quiet is about, as you have brought up multiple times just in this, this past few episodes here, honey, honey, about demonstrating self-control, not being, um, well, I'll say rambunctious, not creating strife or divisions or all those things that are in opposition to the Lord, in opposition to the foundation that the Lord laid, that are only in that are only there participating with the adversary trying to tear down the Lord's house but building it up right being as the Lord said about about Moses but first and foremost Christ that being faithful in all the Lord's house to carry out and do what it is the Lord has called us to do in his perfect plan doing the father's will exclusively even even above our own or anything else, but just being pleasing to the Lord. Amen. Amen. And I, I definitely um, wanted to bring up the same thing about aspire. You can think of that also as hope. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're laying in your bed dreaming of what am I going to be when I grow up? You know, most of us, we want to put something that is big or seems important Um, where humans can look over and give accolades because we're achieving something or we're doing something that they approve of. And we may not label it in exactly those words or articulate it in that way, but really the reality of it is just that. So the Lord is setting that, as you both said, um, Layla and honey, you both said that the Lord is saying, here's the real standard. And you just think about God's majesty when he created the heavens and the earth, he created all this fantastic and phenomenal beauty and all this perfect structure. And, but he didn't go through the heavens, blowing a trumpet going, here I am. Look at me, everybody. Here I am. Bow look down and doing. worship me. Oh man. Isn't that awesome? Right? Yes, mommy. He wouldn't flying around with Jesus written on the shoes. You know what I mean? And so everybody can get a pair of the new Jays, Jesus shoes and fly around and they themselves can now dunk the ball or whatever. He wasn't trying to promote himself so that everyone could look at him and verbally give him accolades. Now the the word does say that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord, but it wasn't, it's not um, him even being a boastful or braggartly, even though he has the ability. I mean, if anybody should brag, it it, it would be him, but doesn't, he does not. Doesn't Paul say that? If we're to boast, then my boast is in the Lord. <laughs> Absolutely. But even he, he himself came to the earth humbly, not on a letter with being fanned, you know, not with raging, hulking muscles, you know, that he spent two, two eons in heaven pumping up before he came down into the earth. He wasn't looking for that. His hope was to live the life that pleased and satisfied the Lord. Now let's contrast that with what we talked about in the earlier parts of chapter four, how the world's mind is constantly on secular, sexual immorality and things that are away from God. And that's what they seek. It's the core. That's their desire. They wake up thinking about it. They go to bed thinking about it. They think about it all day long. And we are to, instead of going with them or looking at what they're doing and going, maybe I'm missing something. 
maybe I didn't get this right. Maybe they know something that I don't. Instead of having that kind of doubtful um, interaction in our mind, that doubtful um, consideration, we should be strengthened and more confident to go, this is the way that life was supposed to be. Adam wasn't, it's interesting when God formed him, he placed him in a beautiful garden, Mm -hmm. but there was shalom there. As you said, Layla, it was a a place that was peaceful and protected, but full of the pleasantness and the pleasure of God, not a stadium. Yes. Not a crowd around him. You know what I mean? It was quite, quite different and a far cry different than what we see as what's important from the world standpoint and and perspective. So you have sought after. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes I think we've allowed that to come into our, our walk with Christ that if I'm not ministering to millions of people in Africa, if I'm not in this place that seems spectacular, am I really doing what God asked me to do? Now, there's a time where he says, yes, I'm going to stand you before all these people and, you know, I'm going to put you before kings and all that other kind of stuff. But that's for God to go. That's what I want for your life. But even the Messiah Yes, there were crowds that came to him, but then there were plenty of times where it was just him and the Lord and everybody ran away from him and it wasn't spectacular. So our hope, what we put our faith towards as we're waking up in the morning to just live the life that God has before us and not be waiting for that song you always sing. I I hear you singing, not always, but I hear you singing it. I don't need my name in lights. I'm famous in my father's eyes. You know, um, that's because that that vibe, that, that drum beat that has come out of the world says, if you're not famous, you're nothing. If everybody doesn't know who you are, you're nothing. Well, what does it matter if the entire world knows your name, but God in heaven is like, who are you? <laughs> Depart from me. I never knew you. Huh. Right. Hello. What does it matter? And the whole world will cheer you on to Sheol. They will be happy to sing your praises as you go down to the pit. Right. And the devils will high five and welcoming you there because they've been working on it and waiting for you all this time to get you down there. So you suffer the same fate that they have. Right. But the the king in heaven is like, who? Your name's not in my book. Depart from me. I never knew you. Not that he has forgotten or he never knew or has not recollection of your name. But he's saying, I have no relationship with you and you have no part in me. Because you have chosen to be in opposition to him. Amen. So he's honoring your choice. Amen. And so he's saying, don't seek out to be or aspire. Don't set your, your thermostat in your mind, your, your hope for your life to esteem, to be in this place that seems incredible or fantastic to you or everybody is, or you're looking for fame and fortune and all that kind of stuff, but set your heart and your desire on him. And Psalm 91, the back end of it, he says, Before, because you have set your affections on me, I will satisfy you with long love. I will show you my salvation. So the trajectory, the focus, the desire of our life, what we aspire to is to lead the life that is pleasing to the Lord. Whatever he says, the capacity of that is great or small, like Paul's life was really rough. And I'm sure when the Lord said, you're going to preach to Caesar, he did not think initially it was going to be in chains. He did not think it was going to be from I won't say beneath the prison because God still honored him and gave him his own household and treated mm-hmm. him very well in his assignment. But I'm pretty sure he didn't think it was going to come with that reputation, like when he first envisioned it. But he oh, no learned. doubt with Joseph as well. Absolutely. While the little hay bales are b- bowing down, right. and, but he was like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. 
I'm sure he did not imagine that it was going to go from a pit, nearly being murdered by his brothers, thrown into a pit, and being sold into slavery for... Locked the, in the jail and... Eh. And accused of crimes and all that other kind of stuff that he experienced. But he did eventually, the Lord did raise him up. But again, he had to stay in that position of, Lord, I just want to please you. Promise? Mommy, going along with similar lines of what you're speaking, the Lord also, mommy, when you brought up Joseph, the Lord was also showing me... No, go ahead. The Lord was also showing me that with Joseph, once he proved himself capable of actually governing what the Holy Spirit and what God had given him, then the Lord was able to raise him up. And you can also see that here when we're aspiring to lead a quiet life. In the previous episode, we brought up about the Pharisees. And Jesus specifically said because they went out and tried to seek the praise of men, that was their reward. Mm -hmm. And you can see here a similar line. If we're too busy trying to get accolades from someone else, God cannot reward us because we have already received it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Go ahead. And how also that goes back to what we were talking in the last episode, talking about minding our own business and how minding our own business is more than just trying to see if someone's doing something right. It's also trying to see if you're being acknowledged. Well, you better get in there. Amen to that. Go ahead. And as the Holy Spirit was showing me that once we allowed the Holy Spirit to grow us and bless us bountifully, for example, Abraham, when the king of Sodom told him to take all of the the possessions, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. But leave Ab- the people. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Abraham had told the, the king of Sodom that he would not receive as much as a sandal strap from him Lest anyone say that Abraham, that someone else made Abraham rich rather than God. And the ultimate lesson from that was we should be allowing the Holy Spirit to grow us instead of trying to look for opportunities for other people to bless us, but rather allowing the Lord to give us opportunities to show ourselves faithful and also to bring more people to God before instead of going back to the Abraham example. Very little, nobody knew who Abraham was. As in, Mm -hmm. Abraham wasn't a household name Mm -hmm. at that point. And we shouldn't be looking for a reward from men. It should be always from God because we know God will give the ultimate gift and Mm -hmm. also with that gift, it's not going to glorify ourselves. It's going to glorify God. Amen. Sure, we people may be able to go, man, that guy did good, but it's not going to go, that guy was really smart. It's going to be because of what God had given us and ultimately going how much we listen to the Lord to receive from God. And as a result, we're able to provide for other people, like with what the Pharisees were doing, they claimed that they... They, what did, oh yes, they tithe exactly 10% of everything that they had of that, of what they received. And how it shouldn't, 
once we allow the Lord to grow us, we're able to give, not trying to, having to find a way to escape or trying to live based on our lack, but from our abundance, able to gift other people and bring them to repentance. I believe this episode, Mom, you talked about how it is the goodness of God that brings many men to repentance. Mm-hmm. This is also about the goodness. Mm-hmm. We can't expect to show God's goodness if we ourselves have nothing to show for it. Mm-hmm. But the only goodness that will remain is that which comes from the Lord. Amen. And many people have been drawn away after the false impression of something being good, seeking the lasciviousness, the lawlessness, the the roving and carousing in broad daylight, the um, unrighteousness and the impurity, sexual immoralities and things of that nature, thinking or, it will cause them... Or even just the material things. Right, the thinking that it was some kind of reward of for their efforts that and confirming that they were doing what was right. However, it's just proof of their condemnation. And it will not remain. When it's tried by fire, it's not anything that will stand before the Heavenly Father. But what He gives... It's when it's tried by fire, it will remain. Amen. So for us, for our part, true, let, let us aggressively pursue a walking a life that is pleasing to the Lord before our Lord and Savior, before our Heavenly Father. Let us aggressively pursue that, doing His will above everything else. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, so... We're going to pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, promise. Lord, I thank you for allowing us to become more like you, Lord, and allowing us to see your beauty, Lord, and showing us your perspective, Lord, so that we can see everything from your eyes. And Lord, I also thank you for giving us the ability to understand your word, Lord, so that we may grow inside of you, Lord, and be example to those outside of you, that is. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.